Hi, welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, you heard me cover the topic, having too many tabs open. In the episode, I talked about the feeling of losing focus, the illusion of successful multitasking, why we have too many tabs open, the things that keep us distracted, and how we can put an end to this computing habit. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I cover the topic of people-pleasing and the gentle art of saying no. I'll talk about what it means to be a people-pleaser, how to know if you're a people-pleaser, my past experiences with people-pleasing and saying no, and how I've learned to say no to the things I don't want in my life. I'm going to get right into it and just say it. I am an apologetic person. I find that I use the words, I'm sorry, more than I should. The amount of sorries that I say in about a week goes to show how much the word has become a habit rolling off my tongue. At this point, sometimes I don't even realize I'm saying it. I've always found myself being the kind of person who says I'm sorry whenever someone bumps into me, whenever someone cuts me off, whenever I'm in someone's way. Whenever I'm doing something or anything that does not need an apology to go with it. Hell, I'm probably even saying I'm sorry when the weather is cloudy instead of sunny. I can't help it. I'm an apologetic person and it has become a habit for me to say the words, I'm sorry, every chance I get. I find myself questioning how I even got to that point where it became a habit. Maybe I'm quote, too nice, I tell myself. Or maybe I'm just a decent human being who takes fault for things, even if it might not be mine. Well, things certainly have changed ever since I arrived in New York City. Coming from North Carolina, I'm used to the Southern hospitality. And by Southern hospitality, I mean constantly saying hi to someone on the street, in the grocery store, in the shopping mall, passing by a public bathroom, you think I'm kidding, but those of you who are in the South know what I'm talking about. Even when I'm back visiting my family, home running around my neighborhood, I find myself raising my hand to say hi to strangers in cars, trucks, and even passing by me. It's crazy how my mentality changes. I even stare at the person across the street from me in case they'll want to say hi, and I have to say it back. My sister and I experienced it a few times during quarantine, come to think of it. You know, we used to run around the neighborhood every other day and would would always talk about this very thing. We always found it odd, but also comforting to see other people's kindness, even if we didn't even know them. However, when I'm back in New York City, no highs, no eye contact, no nothing. My New York City mentality is back on, and I don't give people any form of contact. It's not that I wouldn't, I just don't see anyone looking to exchange any greetings on the streets. It's just the way it is. I can't explain it, but it feels weird saying hi to everyone I pass by on the street. But back to being an apologetic person. I even say I'm sorry for not being sorry. And that's a whole different podcast episode. Anyway, why do I bring up me being an apologetic person? 
because I've realized that being overly sorry or sorry at all times is also a form of people-pleasing. When I think people-pleasing, I think of the people who are constantly doing anything to make others happy, even at the cost of their own happiness. I think of a person who spends their time focusing on other people's happiness and well-being and making sure they contribute to it. It almost feels like slave work, if you ask me. It also makes me wonder what makes a person even get to that point psychologically. I mean, I stand by the quote, happiness is an inside job. And if you're focused on making someone else happy, then you're not focusing on your happiness. And when I think more about it, someone may act this way when they're unhappy with themselves and find fulfillment, finding happiness in someone else. Or someone may act this way when they don't want to hurt someone else and may do everything to make sure they don't, which is unsettling to me. Why someone would do everything in their power to not hurt someone is beyond me and just shows how little respect they have for themselves. I was reading an article by Whitney Cummings, who is a successful comedian from LA, and she was talking about how she was plagued by the toxic habit of people-pleasing. She mentions that she heard someone say, people-pleasing is a form of assholery, which I found rather interesting. Her words were, because you're not pleasing anyone, you're just making them resentful, and you're also assuming they can't handle the truth. It's patronizing. I find it interesting that she said, you're assuming they can't handle the truth. And in some ways, pleasing someone else with the intention of hiding the truth is, in fact, patronizing. It's not fair for you or that person because you're taking that option away from someone else. So here's a fun exercise I want to do to know whether or not you're a people pleaser. I'm going to go down a list, and every time you hear something that sounds similar to what you do, then raise your hand or make a tally on a piece of paper or something. One, you feel it is your responsibility for how other people feel. If you feel like someone you know is unhappy, you think that you have the power to make someone happy and it is your responsibility to do so. Two, you agree with everyone, even if you don't agree, out loud. You pretend to agree because you want to be liked and engaging in anything other than your opinion would make others feel differently about you. Three, you are constantly saying sorry. You're apologizing often and excessively blaming yourself or fear that other people are blaming you. This might be me sometimes, where I'll feel apologetic for something that isn't my fault. Four, when someone is upset at you, angry and disappointed, you feel bothered by it. You can't stand the thought of someone being upset or not liking you, and you're even willing to compromise your own values and beliefs in order to fix the situation. Five, you think that if someone is mad at you, it means you did something wrong. 
Again, that's not always the case. Six, you have trouble saying no. You feel like you can't speak up for yourself or someone else will dislike you. And you'd rather not cause any commotion or arguments, so you say yes. Seven, you spend more time doing things other people want to do rather than what you want to do. It feels like a burden that your schedule is so full. Eight, you're constantly seeking validation and praise. You need and depend on validation to feel good about yourself. Your self-worth rests entirely on what other people think about you and feel as if compliments will make you happy. Nine, you try to avoid conflict at all costs. You don't like confrontation. You will go to great lengths to avoid it. 10. You won't stand up for things you believe in because it may cause tension between people you know. 11. You feel bad or guilty for doing things that you think other people don't want to do, even though you want to do them. 12. You need to see likes and positive comments on your social media platforms, otherwise you feel as if the post is bad. 13. You let other people set your priorities, and therefore, you don't get to decide your own. 14. You take on other people's problems because you feel like you can fix them or please them if you do so. I'm curious to know how many of you actually raised your hand or made a tally next to these. I'll go first and say that I've probably felt most of these tendencies different seasons of my life. We all know a people pleaser. Someone we grew up with, someone we're living with, or hey, you might even be that someone. I knew a people pleaser in college, one that just shine brightly in front of others. It even caught me off guard how nice she was. She was willing to do a lot of things for me and others. She was there for me and something I credited as being a loyal friend. I remember that she would always compliment me and say nice things. It honestly felt like a true friendship. There was never any conflict between us and nor was there a conflict between her and other people. Everyone painted her as a nice girl who just got along with everyone. I like these types of people, mainly because I also don't like conflict. It is stressful, nerve-wracking, and I just like to be at peace with friends. I'm sure you all feel that way too. The quote niceness factor, what I'll call this type of behavior, carried on for more than a year. I was like, wow, it is so nice to have such a supportive always positive, always happy, always there for me, always listening, always doing what I want to do kind of friend. She is one of a kind. That is what I thought of this person. She most certainly is not in my life anymore, so I don't feel like I need to walk on eggshells sharing this story. I remember writing in my journal about this one instance where we were picking where to eat for dinner. I remember her telling me she didn't care where we went, and then after I picked the place, she was nice to me about it the whole time, and it turns out another friend told me she hated the place, didn't like the food, found certain foods 
I was eating or not eating annoying and just little things that I was not used to ever hearing from her. I almost didn't even believe it to be true at first. That's how much I truly believed she was the nicest person I've ever befriended. But that wasn't the only instance. I realized she was only doing all these nice things and being nice to my face. And then when I wasn't there, she was backstabbing me, talking negatively about me to others, constantly complaining how annoying something was that I did or said, nitpicks certain things that I never even knew bothered her because she never told me about it. I mean, how was I supposed to read her mind and through her fake smile? It's mind-blowing when people-pleasers expect you to know everything they think without even saying a word. Little did I know, and that is when that friendship ended. Because the moment I catch on to something as significant as that, it's over. My perspective on who this person is changes. And it's usually hard for me to change that until they consistently show me otherwise. Want to talk about me being nice? (laughs) That ends if you take advantage of me or disrespect me in that way. I stopped communicating from then on out. Graduated college, moved to New York City, and never looked back on it again. I'd love to get a better grasp on my podcast listeners. So here's a question for you. Are you a college student currently experiencing something like that? I know we're shifting to online classes and that college on campus lifestyle is probably non-existent due to COVID, but do you ever recall meeting someone who has similar tendencies to that? I remember rushing my freshman year of college to just try the sorority life. Um, This was my second semester And I met so many girls who were like that girl. It is mentally draining when you realize they're not the person you thought they were. I'm thinking about the failed friendships and relationships I had in college, and the amount that comes to mind is a lot. So back to my question. If you've had a similar experience or dealt with someone who was a people pleaser, I'd love to hear from you. It's always interesting to hear other people's experiences and stories when it comes to that. So I mentioned I was an apologetic person, constantly saying sorry for things that I didn't need to be sorry for. I will admit, I do have some people-pleasing traits. I think most of us do, to a certain extent. I'll find myself feeling bad or feeling guilty because I care for the other person. And people will probably call me nice for being kind, supportive, and understanding of others. However, I know myself well enough to know that I am not always nice. Like I mentioned earlier, my niceness reaches limits when it's being pushed or taken advantage of. That is when I am not nice. I will do nice things, but I will not do something that makes me unhappy or do something that I just don't want to do. If you ask my closest friends and my family, they'll tell you that if I don't want to do something, you will know. 
because I am really bad at hiding it. This brings me to another memory that actually just crossed my mind. Maybe it had to do with me thinking about me not being nice, but I remember staying up late past my bedtime hours to talk to someone on the phone because they need to unload on me. And I took it all in, even though I was exhausted, tired, sleep deprived, had a lot of things to do the next day, and eventually my body took a toll on me. Now, don't get me wrong, I will be there for my friends always, but when it takes a toll on my mental and physical health, that's where I need to draw the line and ask if they can simply just talk the next day. My health is more important than trying to please someone else. And I learned that the hard way. Because I remember trying to suck it up and then exploding on that person. I would get so stressed and upset because I knew I was hurting myself mentally and physically by continuing to stay up late and continuing to not listen to my body, which was screaming at me to give it rest. When your body does that, by the way, listen. Don't question it. Just listen to it. Moving on to the last part of this podcast that I want to talk about, and that is the gentle art of saying no. Here's the real question. Why is it so hard to say no? Similar to people-pleasing, I find that saying no means the other party will not like your answer. More than likely, that is the case. And just the idea that someone will disagree with you and cause conflict is just enough for someone to mentally register a no to a yes. How many times have you been in a situation where someone asks you if you want to hang out and you mentally thinking about your calendar and your to-do lists that are stacked super high and commitments you said yes to and priorities that are attacking you at this point and, and appointments that are reminding you not to be late. And then when you look at that person to respond, you feel like you'd be letting them down. You feel like you kind of sort of do have the time and then you start to mentally reason with yourself why you should. I mean, you haven't seen this person in a while. It won't be that long. I mean, you don't want to hurt their feelings. You never hang out with this person anyway. And then slowly, you feel like you can't refuse. Or how about this scenario? Someone reaches out to you on LinkedIn and is a great contact for future job opportunities in the industry you're wanting to be a part of person asks you to do favors for them, and some of them take up more time than you expected. You know that if you say no to that person, you'll jeopardize any future relationship you have with this person and the next person they could potentially connect you to. You don't want to say no because you don't want to ruin the relationship. Here's mainly why it's hard for me to say no, and this is especially for people I am friends with. I don't want to say no if it's someone I love and care about. That's hard because I want to be there for these people. I want to help them. I want to be there for them. And I don't ever want to give up on them. Unless, you know, it's imperative I do. So 
there have been many occasions in my life where I have suffered internally to help someone else. I say, the best way to learn is by going through it. As rough as it sounds, it's so true. I've learned the majority of what I want, what I can handle and can't handle, and the kind of person I want in my life through my tough experiences. By saying yes all the time, I've realized how to say no. For starters, I started to value my time more. I started to pinpoint my priorities and how valuable my time was. I remember nights when I wouldn't accomplish everything I needed to get done that day and feel so upset with myself. I would literally get so upset. And I think seeing myself so distraught and so upset in these moments made me come to a realization. Moving forward, I would promise myself that I wouldn't let anyone or anything get in the way of my work again. And I've been so particular with that. I've been able to tell others, I can't right now because I have a lot on my plate. Or I can't right now because I'm overloaded with a lot of commitments, which is a good way to say it because it's true. I do have a lot on my plate. I am overloaded and therefore I can't give you that time right now. Here's another way to master the gentle art of saying no. Don't apologize. Remember what I said about being an apologetic person? Saying sorry a thousand times a day? It is very important to be polite. But I think that when you keep apologizing, your no just sounds weaker. You need to be firm in your no and be polite with your tone, but not with an apology. I've been able to master the art of saying no via email when it comes to my work. I remember early on, I would feel guilty and bad for refusing to work with brands that needed help but weren't the right fit. I remember retyping what I wanted to say over and over and then ended up just deleting the whole message after. Over time, I found that instead of giving an answer right away, especially if I'm unsure of my decision, I would ask for them to give me time and then I would get back to them with my response. This gives me time to regroup, rethink, and check my commitments and priorities. Because that way, they will also know that I did consider it and thought before saying no. So those are my thoughts on people-pleasing and saying no. And I hope this episode was helpful. I actually do want to know if you have any experiences or stories with knowing a people pleaser, being a people pleaser, things that maybe you're trying to fix, things that you're understanding about yourself or other people and how to deal with that, all of that good stuff. I want to know your thoughts on it. I want to know if any of those points that I mentioned in the uh, beginning of the episode um, really stuck out to you. If there's any instances where you're like, wait, That is a people-pleasing tendency that I have and I wasn't aware of. Um, I would love to talk about it. 
as I always mention, you can always DM me on Instagram. I'm at by Gracely. Or you can always send me an email, which is grace at gracefullymade.com. You can also find all that information in the description box below. And because I am in New York City, you will always hear these sirens in the background occasionally. Can't do anything about it except wait. So on that note, thank you again for listening and I can't wait to hear from you. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series, Why We Self-Sabotage. In the episode, I'll cover what causes us to self-sabotage, a fear that I have that causes me to self-sabotage, and how self-sabotaging affects our relationships, careers, and even personally. I'll share experiences and all that good stuff. I might be going a little deep into the episode, just an FYI. Thanks for tuning in.